Hey there, and welcome to the Allied Arts Podcast, where we learn how to make the world come alive with art. For this special COVID-19 series, we'll be talking about the many ways of how artists have been acting as allies in response to this pandemic. So, these have been really difficult times, but it's been amazing to see artists in action and using their time, skills, and talents to be able to help the rest of the world survive with art. And I hope to share that here on the podcast. So to stay tuned whenever I post new episodes, make sure to follow the podcast here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're using to listen to this. And also on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at AlliedArtsPH. And now, on to the episode. What is up, podcast? And welcome back to another episode of the Allied Arts. Um, it's been a long time since my last update a lot has been going on but nonetheless i am back with a new episode i guess before i dive deep into the episode i just wanted to share that i've been away because i've been writing um, more songs the past couple of months i was also working on a fundraiser called disabled heart wherein we used um, the arts as a way to empower the PWDs over at Bigay Buhay Multipurpose Cooperative and our advocacy was basically to create an inclusive artistic community wherein people of all abilities can enjoy and participate in the arts. Uh, it's been very fun and it was successful. We were able to raise over 250,000 plus plus. We have yet to fi- get the final numbers. But yeah, it was very successful. And Bigay Buhay Multipurpose Cooperative was then able to um they were then able to create COVID-19 kits, which included hand sanitizers, alcohol, and custom face masks, which they then donated to the Children of Kaith Foundation, which is a foundation dedicated to supporting children with cancer. And it was fun. We've turned over the first batch and there are going to be a few more batches for other organizations that also need help. In a way, through that activity, we just really wanted to empower the PWDs and you know, be partner with them in being able to contribute to helping prevent, helping keep our COVID numbers down um, and not just, you know, donate to them directly yeah okay so with that time to go right into the episode what is up podcast and welcome back to another episode of the allied arts it's been a long time since my last update a lot has been going on but nonetheless i am back with a new episode i guess before i dive deep into the episode i just wanted to share that i've been away because i've been writing more songs the past couple of months i was also working on a fundraiser called disabled heart wherein we used the arts as a way to empower the PWDs over at Bigay Buhay Multipurpose Cooperative and our advocacy was basically to create an inclusive artistic community wherein people of all abilities can enjoy 
and participate in the arts. It's been very fun and it was successful. We were able to raise over 250,000 plus plus. We have yet to get the final numbers. But yeah, it was very successful. And Bigay Buhay Multipurpose Cooperative was then able to create COVID-19 kits, which included hand sanitizers, alcohol, and custom face masks, which they then donated to the children of Kaith Foundation, which is a foundation dedicated to supporting children with cancer. And it was fun. We've turned over the first batch, and there are going to be a few more batches for other organizations that also need help in a way through that activity we just really wanted to empower the pwds and you know be partner with them in being able to contribute to helping keep our covid numbers down and not just you know donate to them directly yeah okay so with that time to go right into the episode Alright, so for this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about how art shows are actually a source of livelihood for people. Now, I know it sounds a bit like kind of, yeah, of course, it's a source of livelihood. But for this episode, I'm going to go deep into how it is actually a source of livelihood. Not just for those in the performing arts industry, but even for those outside. Right, so... This concept, this idea, kind of started when a few days after I watched the online streaming of Anghuling El Bimbo, which was a theater play that ran from 2018 and 2019 here in the Philippines. Now, what happened was when it was released online, there were a lot of people asking Why is it that all of a sudden it's made available online? Why couldn't this have been done before? Like, Why can't art be made free and more accessible to the masses? And this is just my little opinion on that whole shebang. Now, yeah, that was something that happened several months ago. But I think it's also just very timely now because, you know, due to this pandemic, there are still so many, so many people who are struggling to find jobs are struggling to find ways to navigate to transfer industries a lot of artists have indeed transferred industries for the meantime just to sort of augment their income and make sure that they're still able to pay their bills speaking of paying bills as i mentioned art shows are a source of livelihood and making shows more accessible is easier said than done But there are indeed things that we can do about it. So first and foremost, art shows are made by performing artists who want to create art on a greater scale. Art shows employ not just the artists, but also the people from behind the scenes. It's not just one person creating a dance. It's not just one person singing a song. It's a team of people coming together to create a full-blown experience for the audience. Now, any artist will always want more people to see or experience what they have worked hard on. If these shows could be made by just one person and completely for free, then maybe tickets could be free as well. But, you know, the larger goal is the more that it needs a great number of people and resources to make it happen. So 
So how it goes is producers hire artists and the crew to make a show come to life, much like how businesses or organizations hire people with different skill sets to achieve a goal or offer a service or product. Now that we're talking about hiring, who exactly are the people being hired in the arts? So aside from artists being hired to perform for a show, there is also an entire crew hired to work behind the scenes. These are the people you don't see on stage but are running around in the wings or have prepared several months beforehand to make the show happen. Much like when we buy a certain product, for example, food or a gadget, now that... I don't know if by the time I release this, the 11.11 sale is over or if it's just about to happen. But much like when we buy things, we don't often get to interact with people hired to do the manufacturing, the shipping, accounting, logistics, and all of those back-end processes that need to be done for the product to get from its creator to you, the consumer. So in the arts world, we also have the back-end staff of productions. You have stage managers, lights and sound designers, lights and sound technicians. Yes, those are different. Costume designers, production designers, makeup artists, production managers, and so much more. There is an entire team with specialized skills to make sure that your show, the show that you watch, is good. With that, but... There are still many things that affect why show prices have typically been not as affordable as they could have been. So beyond the costs for the people, there are also operating expenses like venue rentals. This is usually the biggest, biggest expense when it comes to shows because real estate prices are very high. So there you go. We also have set piece construction. We have logistics, so making and transporting props rental of lights and sounds equipment, food for the staff and the performers, among so many others. So in addition to this, some shows also need to pay for rights to put up a show or use music that has already been made. And this is what you call licensing. Because an artist's quote-unquote product is his or her body of work, so they should be paid for it because that is just what is fair. In the case of Anghuling El Bimbo, it's very likely that Eraserheads receive royalties for letting their songs be used for the musical. Now, that doesn't make them sellouts. They're just being compensated for work that they did several years ago. So from the expenses that I previously mentioned and at the rate we're going with inflation, it can be difficult to keep costs down. Nowadays, because of the pandemic, the economy is like going through so many different changes. So we can expect that in the future, there will be changes as well. But anything that's going on in a different industry definitely affects the performing arts. And some examples would be increases in gas prices would immediately affect costs of the show because transporting things is a big part of putting up a show and transporting people as well. Aside from that, most arts organizations also only have the means to stage a few shows per year, unlike businesses that can easily offer products year-round. This means that most arts organizations are able to earn money during certain times of the year when they have shows. So it's not, it's definitely not consistent. It's more of a one-time, big-time earning thing in the case of most artists. Another thing with art is that production companies are always taking risks with their product, especially with new works being created. 
So very similar to prototyping a product. If a show is brand new, they don't know yet if audiences will like the show or not. But at the same time, they need to at least make a profit so that they have the financial buffer to make sure the company can survive, take care of its people, and pay them accordingly, even if they don't profit for that show or if they don't break even with their costs. So after that, that's when they can eventually perhaps go into something like product development. So for Anghuling El Bimbo, that's in a way that's what they actually did. After the first run, they got reviews that it was rather shocking and kind of triggering mental health wise and so they adjusted the script they adjusted the way they executed it and so for the 2019 run it wasn't as overwhelming especially for those who would get triggered by the show yeah and that's something that pro- the product development quote-unquote product development or show development i don't know yet the official term for that if there is that was done thanks to being able to recoup expenses from the first run so that they were able to put up another run of the show. Aside from that, instead of ticket prices only being inclusive of actual costs to put up the production, the show does need to take into account their buffer and the possibility of having no-show audiences as well. It's very much like when you create a product. Of course, you need to make a profit so that you can earn more and then you can, you know, even if you're just a small-time business owner, for sure you've already spent on your equipment, you've spent on things like learning the skill. Maybe if you're baking, you spent money on baking stuff, you spent money to learn how to bake, you spent money on your ingredients, things like that. So yeah, by the time you sell your goods and pastries and food, you will need to recoup those expenses and that's why you add a profit. Now, for the arts organizations, it's really tough, I'd say, to find that balance between these two seemingly opposing priorities of, on one hand, you have pushing the boundaries of art versus making enough profit to survive another day. If we narrow it down or if we scale it down, it's very much like the constant question question of passion versus practicality that a lot of artists or aspiring artists face in our lives, even me. That's something that I'm always, always conscious about. So if artists are always experimenting, they put themselves at risk of losing their organization's savings. But if they constantly stick to the same format of the show, it may come at the expense of the audience experience and growth. So of course, it's really about finding that balance so that the organization can continue to sustain itself. Coming from that, Of course, we want to know what's another way to make the arts more accessible. So one good way for us to find ways to make art more accessible is creating original works and at the same time encouraging more art within our respective communities. Hopefully after this pandemic, community-based performances may be a bigger thing to bring people together through events and also just to promote art and culture and creativity among the people. It brings the arts closer to the people instead of having to convince people to travel far, usually to the cities, to experience art. At least art in the context of shows being put up. Now, art that is made by the indigenous people is a different conversation. So for now, we're just talking about that. So yeah, with original works, costs to purchase rights aren't 
needed yet because, of course, you are the one creating it. And the budget can be used to instead pay performers and the crews. And also by creating smaller community-based shows, there's less pressure to fill up venues with thousands of audiences and focus on the hundreds or even less who are genuinely interested in your show. It also becomes a win-win because there's growth on different levels. So for people performing and working on a show, the process becomes a good way to instill confidence, commitment, and empathy. And for the people hired for the show, it becomes a source of employment and a way to keep practicing their craft. For the community, art can be a new way of telling local stories and strengthening the culture. For small businesses, their services may be used for productions, like small catering services to feed the cast and crew, lights and sounds equipment suppliers, a local venue provider, a trucking business for transporting goods, and others. Shows then help in boosting the economy not only for themselves, but for other businesses not directly involved in production as well. Another way is through supporting artists who are actually doing video streaming. Now, thanks to technology, there are evolutions and video content can now be monetized actually. There's so many possibilities only just starting to discover in terms of being able to make the arts more accessible through technology, through new ways of being together as communities. We just have yet to discover them. Currently, streaming previous shows and films are the best that the arts have to offer, but hopefully after the pandemic, we can support more of our local artists by going to their shows. And the more that we pay them accordingly, the more they'll have resources to help make the arts accessible for all. thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope that you learned something new today about the power of art or if you're an artist that it brought a lot of value to you in your career so for collaborations feel free to hit me up on social media that's at alliedartsph or email me at alliedartsph at gmail.com my name is asha Marinella, and thanks again for listening and i'll see you in the next episode bye